today on the show is the lovely James. And initially how we first came to know him, myself and Bill, was both again through the Awake in Circles. And you do something no quite relation. special, I think, uh, James, for your work. I think you're probably on the side of... Yeah. <laughs> um, it's more unusual, I guess. Um, and even the theme that you proposed today was very interesting. Um, and so maybe yeah. you can explain to others like what you do and um, maybe where you are right now. Cool. Hello, both of you. Thanks for having me. So being able to explain what I do has probably taken me more than 10 years, and I don't know if I'm ever going to get there. But for the last, I would say, six to seven years or so, I've been in the fields of like social arts producing. Um, mm. And for me, that involves kind of jumping from different domains. Um, it involves like community development, it involves cognition, being understand, being able to understand myself and the way I relate to other people. Um, and I guess the framing of how I ended up in the space was I was really introduced to polymathic thinkers very early on and I saw the benefit of being in multiple disciplines um, and I see the benefit for myself individually but then the next step is being able to communicate to people that I'm just not in one domain, but I enjoy mm. being in multiple domains. So <laughs> in summary, I, I, I use the word social arts producing, but it's probably a lot broader than that. Um, and yeah, so that has, that's kind of led me to running events um, with various themes, some mindfulness, some social economic um, some interpersonal and I've been using events as like playgrounds mm. to explore the multiple domains I've been um, running into. So I would say that's a summary of it. Um, I, I guess we could, we'll probably delve a bit deeper as, as the conversation proceeds. Uh, it, it sounds fascinating. I, I, yeah, I still don't quite understand, but um, I've got a slightly better idea now. <laughs> it, um, okay. what what would you say what would you say your uh well what what are your aims and what what are you what like obviously real life events are kind of off the menu at the moment but yeah what have you been uh looking to achieve with with your work i guess i've been looking to kind of develop like a fuller sense of myself and a fuller sense mm. of the community around me. Um, I think at the, mm. at the deepest core of what I'm trying to do is find the most conducive way for us to, as a humanity and, and myself, to, to kind of coexist and thrive. Um, and yeah, so that's led me into the, like the fields of um, creativity uh, I kind of come from a bit of music background, but I felt like mm. the skills that, uh, that are in music or the things that you're practicing is actually applicable to so many different fields. Um, the the skills of like sensing yourself and sensing what you want to communicate to the world. 
Um, and I've, I've thought of that as just community building. So that's the, that's a simple kind of answer, community building that's able to not just withstand the world we're in, but kind of mm. build a new world um, mm. based on the way we interact with each other, based on the spaces we create and how that creates new ways of engaging. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like, <laughs> it's like I pulled on a thread and the thread just kept going. Um, mm. I can give you an example. It's like, so I would want people to be able to engage with each other a bit better in a space, in a community space, right? And get to the depth of what they're mm-hmm. feeling. But in order to do mm-hmm. that, you need to think of what is the space? What's like the condition of the space? What's the the kind of interpersonal psychological things going on? And then what's the music playing in the background, et cetera, et cetera. So, mm. and because I wasn't doing it for like a mark, so I'm not doing it in an academic setting or I'm not doing it to have immediate financial benefit. I have the freedom mm. to just keep pulling the thread. <laughs> so I don't, I don't have to contain it in a box so I could go mm, in mm. any domain I wish. And, and yeah, I guess something that's always helpful to anchor people is if I drop a name in here um, and the name would be Zach Stein, a guy I'm reading a lot. And he's, mm-hmm. he's also a multidisciplinary kind of thinker and, and he talks about the, the development of, of a human being in, in like these three domains of insolment, development, and transcendence. So the, the kind of mm. work, the work of awaken and meditation is the transcendence, but they all interplay with each other. They all interrelate. Um, so you can't just be focused on one domain or else, um, it's kind of at a disadvantage of the other domains. Um, so mm, it's mm, kind of mm. like, so, I, I think, yeah, go on, Jasmine. <laughs> so when you actually are talking about like the two other domains, can you delve in yeah. a little deeper to what, what kind of practices might someone be looking into to develop these areas? Um, and then also, but also what, what they what are. They are. <laughs> yeah. Sure, that's exactly sure. what I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry thanks <laughs> it's all right um okay so so I, I i kind of figured i've been doing this intuitively um for the last few years but i recently mm. discovered zach stein and it's a bit more formalized and it has a lot of research behind it so the domains that i intuitively went into was creativity and then analytical thinking and then um kind of humor and play mm, mm. but in this in the zach stein kind of um model which he's gathered from loads of different people is insolment which is therapy yourself trauma um it's quite unique to yourself um it's about your soul i guess um and it's kind of what you mentioned in the previous episode with liam um that a lot of meditators can transcend, but they may not be able mm. to work in the like the practical, what does it mean to them, right? Mm. Um, mm. So that's the insolment. Um, 
as much as I understand it, I could be getting this wrong um, disclaimer to anyone listening. Uh, and then development is cognition, your ability to acquire skills. It might be uh, being a beautiful writer. It's like the skill domain. Um, mm-hmm. And it's language. And you can zoom into that a bit more. And the transcendence is kind of like being able to observe yourself almost like from the third person and like the state that people get after they've meditated for a long time or, or not even in, in Buddhist traditions, you could even think of it in, in just the narratives of religion, the kind of um, place the human in a longer arc of history rather than just you specifically. Um, and yeah, so you want to be able to, mm. And there's, there's techniques in each of these domains. You can So in the transcendent, we may know meditation. You may know, I guess, metacognition is probably another term I could throw in there. Um, and then in mm, the, de- mm. the, the development category, I would, in my head, is probably along the lines of more discipline and um, skill acquisition, focus, and just doing things repeatedly to kind of develop that aspect and then the insultment might be a little bit of self-reflection what did you dream how can you interpretate that um uh how do you um for me it also involves kind of making music or art for yourself um in the insultment Mm. category to kind of figure out yourself on a very unique basis not as something that you necessarily have to go and like preach out to everyone, but everyone will have their own unique aspect, you know? So, and mm-hmm. yeah, so that's a, that's a slight summary. I think people can delve deeper into it, but intuitively you want to feel like you're delving deep within yourself and then you're mm-hmm. taking what you've delved deep within yourself and interacting with the world. And you want to have this kind mm-hmm. of reciprocal cycle. Mm, nice. It's it sounds it reminds me of um a, another kind of way of framing that I guess I heard uh I can't remember the speaker, it might have been uh yeah, I'll I'll get back to that. But the cool. the idea was you, you've got these three three kind of ways of, of developing uh like waking up, which would be the, the enlightenment thing. Mm. and meditation and growing up which mm. is actually sort of ethically becoming a, be- a better person mm. and cl- cleaning up which is dealing with your shadow side and yeah. and all all the stuff that you uh yeah you, you'd rather not look at <laughs> i think that might be ken wilbur perhaps like integral theory kind of I think, stuff i think it could be yeah um, yeah yeah and yeah the the guy zach stein i mentioned he's he's like heavily influenced by ken wilbur and they work together so it probably mm-hmm. that yeah, there's some overlap there. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Wow. So much to unpack here. Um, <laughs> h- how do you how do you approach these? The, do I mean? So you you talked about building community and then these three kind of aspects of human development. How do they how do they relate? Um, so. So kind of, I do a lot of personal research. So online, like the academic stuff that I'm talking about Lots now. Lots of reading as well, you do. 
<laughs> yeah, a lot of. He's always got a book. Like following the threads, <laughs> going down the rabbit hole. <laughs> I've always got. So yeah, I guess my ambition is kind of like I can have a conversation with anyone and suggest them a book or a video or a link, um, <laughs> and just being able to c- conversate with anyone I run into in whichever domain. And mm-hmm. so, the way which so I do a lot of this research, and then I try to think of okay. So I read Daniel Pink, um, which is a real author, um, and he talks about drive and what motivates people. And I'm like, okay, so how can I mm-hmm. place this in in a project with friends and people who are interested? And how can I use these theoretical mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of toolkits to um, to kind of birth projects that actually have an impact in the way mm. people and people don't need to. So like I used to go around a lot, like saying you should read this, you should do that. And then I started realizing <laughs> if, if I can embody it in some way, rather than if I can create mm. the environment where people can learn without me having to tell them to read something, that's the goal. Um, right. So right. some, mm. yeah, Amazing. I could go into the projects, but that's, that's the mindset behind behind the the approach. Yeah, yeah. Do do tell us about the projects. Um, okay, so so maybe you can like uh, take one of the things that you wanted to like unpack, like one of the disciplines mm. or one of the theories, and then say like how you maybe formulated something like that. That'd be really cool. Sure. Okay, so I was really. Like, so over the last year, I was running something called in-person, which is um, kind of like a community film night. And what I really wanted to do is communicate interesting concepts and theories of um, transformation, uh, kind of like the the butterfly effect, uh, loads of kind of concepts that I think are very prescient to our times it's very relevant and the way in which I kind Mm. of approached that was kind of everything I've learned throughout the years um, I structured the event it it would like as a regular every two weeks it would happen um, and that went on for a year so the every Mm. two weeks aspect was Mm. you want to create regularity because that's how kind of people cultivate community community doesn't happen in a flash pan so they need to have they need to just be able to turn up and not have to think or even check online so that's one element Mm. and then the second element was i kind of realized that there's a lot of noise in the way in which we communicate um so there was like very purposeful design of silence for the first um for the first 10 minutes or so of arriving at the event. Um, and there was food, which is just like mm-hmm. breaks down the inhibitions and stuff and like self-consciousness. So I, the event went like a moment of silence and introduction. We would watch kind of very creative short films, very abstract. It could be interpreted in loads of different ways. Um, sprinkled in with some more factual videos and then after the videos, instead of telling people what they should have got from the videos, they were broken up into groups and people discussed um, the themes that came up for them. 
And then mm. after that, um, we kind of all got together and shared what we got from the videos. And so there is multiple layers going on here, which is the theme that's been explored on the night. And then there is the just the act of watching something, interpreting it for yourself and communicating it to people. So it doesn't really matter what theme we're doing. That mm. is actually the the unspoken kind of lesson or the unspoken thing we're mm. digesting in the space. And we've I think we've Love all been that. to Awaken, right? Um, so yes. it's yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's like taking stuff that I've kind of learned and loved about Awaken circles, about other creative events I've been to and kind of synthesizing that. Um, I also have, <laughs> I could go on cause there's quite a lot of projects, but there's yeah, two, do, do. <laughs> there is, um, there's a project that I'm currently working on, which is with an organization called enroll yourself and mm -hmm. enroll yourself is a peer learning kind of journey, a marathon, which I feel is, is, is where education will be going in the future. And it's. It's not hierarchically mm. driven. It's kind of giving people the toolkits to learn for themselves. Um, mm. So people who want to keep learning, but not necessarily in an institutional format or by themselves, what you what will unfold is, I think over the next year, I'm going to be hosting a, a learning marathon with Enroll Yourself. And the concept is anyone can come along and they may have a burning question or something they want to explore in, in their own personal lives and they will have the space held for them with their fellow peers and over six months they will kind of refine what the question means to them they will run workshops and they will learn from each other and mm. and i'll have a container and i have a loose theme in mind and i'll recruit the people that um i feel could work well together and so with that, what are, my question going into it and hosting it is how can people of analytical mind, like analytically, um, analytically kind of natured people, people maybe like coders um, and people who are more analytically driven, how can they work with creative people um, mm -hmm. And have a mutual exchange, like how can the creatives learn to be perhaps a bit more analytical and disciplined? And how can the analytically driven people learn how to be more kind of novel driven and like generative in a creative way? So, so yeah, that's enroll yourself and that I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to be starting over the next few months. And yeah, I'm mostly looking for people who want to be involved in that and yeah, I think I'll pause that. <laughs> and and how do you step into the space of like, because it's quite easy to say that someone might be more like analytical than the other or like they um, display their creativity via their like analytical means. Um, yeah. And just kind of that space, like how are you planning on navigating the nuances? Hmm. Yeah, great, great question. So I, I, I intuitively feel where we all have analytical ways of thinking and creative ways of thinking. 
it's just at a certain age in the educational form, we're kind of encouraged to pursue one avenue. So it's just a muscle that we've trained more than the other muscle. So I think everyone has the capacity. So I would kind of invite people to to tap into aspects of themselves that is a, is dormant within them, um, but with the assurance that they don't have to do that by themselves because they can be in a group with other people who may have the skills that they want to kind of develop a bit more. So mm-hmm. kind of encouraging them to to inquire the situation not as like fixing yourself but just like awakening a part of yourself that's been dormant that will complement mm-hmm. each other right because i think like exercising is a very good kind of analogy for me because you kind of need the mindset to get up in the morning and work on your physical traits right but in you getting up and working on your physical traits it allows your cognition to be able to perform better throughout the day and that cycle mm. kind of reinforces itself right so mm. so yeah that's the kind of the way the model in which i'm looking at these kind of facets of development mm. nice I find that interesting and I, i like how each of the uh different kind of events or ideas that you have are just as you said initially just you know very eclectic and wouldn't necessarily be from the same person not necessarily anyway um so it, yeah. it's it's very inspired and um i love the process that you take for example the breaking down how am i going to create you know uh, an event such as this but thinking very creatively about it too so i i feel like you embody that well within the process in which you um have intuitively found mm. yeah nice um where are you where are you doing i mean obviously we're we're now kind of a bit limited in physical space but um Where are you, where have you been running these these events? So historically, the in-person events have been in like Islington, London. So right. that's been in a physical space. But um, I've been able to kind of alter some aspects of it and do it remotely. So when kind of like the pandemic hit and the lockdown happened. Mm. instead of trying to kind of rush and just do it on zoom i thought of what is mm. the essence of what people got from the event and i translated that into just like calling each guest that comes and having a like a one hour two hour conversation and finding out about what their experience has been in the lockdown like getting very quite personal and talking mm. talking about everything from kind of just zooming into the quality of engagements and then compiling a, a booklet of everyone's stories so people can read each other's stories so it's a way of them wow. not feeling alienated in their not feeling alienated in their kind of experience and this was actually the idea of a, a partner of mine with the whole find and light project is what i call it he he thought of the idea and together we kind of fleshed it out and called people um yeah i kind of paused for a while because i'm thinking of like 
I think it's worth to zoom in a little bit with um, that project emerged from the idea of the partner of, of mine, Wahid, and he came to the event as a guest. So mm. I think there's something really interesting if you can create spaces where you're like, there isn't a clear line between a guest and someone who can be an active agent in creating something. So mm. after a while, I'm getting as much from the participants and the guests because they can come with ideas and that can grow into something else. Um, and so I kind of, that links in with the theme of the ecology of care that I kind of mm. wanted to talk about, which is, I think, I think it's, it's kind of, it's just not an effective strategy to solely develop yourself without having the ecology of like, friends, peers, families, and people around mm. you, like it's kind of like a reciprocal act. If you're, if you want to grow a flower, you don't just focus on the flower, you focus on the soil, the kind of the rain, the sun, there's multiple factors around, right? So the ecology of care for me is about caring for the components around you in order for you to, to then flourish as well. And how mm. how that act kind of amplifies anything you could individually do. Um, so so yeah, I think that's quite an important concept that I want to play with and like invite people to mm. to think of themselves as part of an ecology of other people. And by helping mm. the people around you, you're helping your ecology to flourish. Um, I mean, yeah. I guess like yeah, this, that, I, this notion awesome, is the same as what would be often like is spoken about in a meditation context of everything's interconnected and um, basically the, a lot of the Zen teachings go around um, allowing ourselves to understand that we could not be who we are without the help of others yeah. or just even the environment and so on. Um, and then I'm wondering yeah. where you plan to like take that and like how do you think that it's scalable because of course you're doing this one uh well you've been like heading these but how do you think that like really unfolds or do you think community often stays local and and smaller and such as well um so I think the thing I really like to communicate and the reason why I find it hard to sometimes communicate the ideas is because at times I, I want to give the whole process of what I'm thinking when I'm doing something in order for people to replicate it. So instead of saying I, I did A, I want to say this is how this is how I fished. Instead of talking about um, the fish, I want to talk about the process mm. and for me, it's about self. I think mindfulness meditation and that whole world is good at being self-reflective. And so that skill um, mm. has allowed me to take it into various domains of being always self-reflective of what's going on. So I kind of invite anyone mm. who's listening to, to delve into like metacognition. And if you enjoy anything like a film or kind of, understand what are the parts like you've got a director you've got a producer you've got actors 
So for me, I think things will will have like a chance of reproducing itself if I can share the tools of how I made something and then others can go and make mm. like an event similar to this or and and that helps mm. me because if mm. other people are experimenting somewhere else with the tools, they can always feedback and and like let me know ways it could be better. So so yeah, that's my my idea is not to have a, everything nested under my projects, but to facilitate other people's projects so they could grow and like that feeds back. It goes back to the ecology of care, but on project levels. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. So yeah, so that's kind of the, the, yeah, the approach. I love the way you framed that. It's um, something that I think I've, I've seen a lot of in the meditation world is... A, a, f- a real focus on the self mm. and perhaps too much focus on the self because it it is driven by uh, a need to do that at stages you go on a retreat and you have to work on yourself in that context and you know buddha said no one can work out your problems for you it's all on yeah. you and yeah. you know you, you've kind of got to put the work in and 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 you know blast through and transcend and that there's so much of that dialogue in in Buddhism and and the meditation and New Age and yoga world, you know, that 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 the community gets lost and it all becomes all about the individual and you know attaining that perfect yoga pose or mm. the, <laughs> the, whatever stage of enlightenment you think you've reached, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think it's. Um, at least it's kind of been easy for me to be a bit forgiving in these contexts because mm. once you understand the socioeconomic factors that are playing, like economically, it's better to be a guru than to give the tools mm. out because economically <laughs> I can exploit people and they can pay me if I have all the answers. Or if I, yeah. or, or even before that, right, in order to, sell something to an organization or a corporate organization, you have to speak in the terms of that's going to yield return on investment, right? So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so all of that kind of, we're, we're in a context. So that context kind of shapes the ways in which we interpret whatever tool we come across. So, yeah. so it's kind of, it's, it's kind of humorous to laugh at it, but it's almost inevitable to see how, like that's going to be interpreted, you know? Um, yeah. And it, it, it's, yeah, it's a really fascinating game of how do we play within this context, but not um, succumb to the context. It's like, it, for me, it's yeah, like a but... koan or. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And even when there's no money involved, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a kind of product of the uh, Goenka tradition in, in lots of ways mm. in, in terms of the, my meditation background. And that there is basically no money in that. They keep it clean. You know, Mm. it's donation only. You can only donate if you've done a course. And so they've really managed, they've been really successful on that that aspect of it. Yeah. But still, it it kind of, to my mind, really suffers from that um, atomization of of people into kind of meditation units. (laughs) Yeah. I'd be interested to find out how do you, why do you think how, why do you think it perpetuates itself even without like the the explicit like monetary exchange 
Why do I think the Goenka institution has been successful, do you mean? Um, or, like, the shortcomings as well um, of, like, yeah, how do we re reproduce the same kind of traits of a monetary system even when we're not using money at times? That, that kind of fascinates mm. me. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's been successful because it works. Mm. On, on a basic level, that kind yeah. of meditation done in a high dose in a short space of time like that has generally incredibly powerful positive effects. Yeah. And people come out of it and they're just like, wow, that was the, the most life-changing thing I've ever experienced. Mm. Take my money. Yeah. So on that level, you know, it, it works. It It's still, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the downsides are it's a, it's a huge institution with that gets very set in its ways. And that's kind of the nature of big institutions, I guess. Mm. I think what's also like, as you said, Bill, like if they didn't give value, like no one would come back, you know? Mm. And yeah. mm, mm. when someone has gifted you with a gift, it's, it's almost like you just want to give them something back to like just out to show appreciation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I think yeah. it, it just comes from that basic human fundamental of when we feel like we've been treated really well we want to reciprocate in some way yeah and that was the basis for all human exchange until yeah. just a, a couple of thousand years ago there, there was no money yeah. <laughs> exactly you, you, it was all based on gifts and ious for, yeah. for millennia yeah and actually more recently um, i've been uh skill sharing with people so i know that a lot of people have had changes in like circumstances their work situation yeah. they, they might have a bit more time and so i've been mentoring yeah. quite a few um people uh in exchange for their maybe their skills in a particular area which i can't otherwise get mm. um and yeah. that yeah. has been so wonderful how it's happened organically i think there's been like at least 10 different exchanges and there's also some of my friends i have um Two friends who uh, I know from goodstead.com uh, uh, and it's basically a volunteering platform where um, mm. people can put up challenges. They've extended it now to just anyone. It, it used to be specifically for social enterprises to put up challenges, uh, asking people for their help from like brainstorming to physical work or um, advisory um related but they mm. have been so successful actually during lockdown because there are a lot of people who want to volunteer and i've done a few mm. myself for example one was writing a letter to an elderly person uh so they wouldn't be lonely mm. and that um really facilitates i think community building as well and i've put yeah. up a few challenges for a new project that I, i've been working on um, which is like a, a self self love journey um, in the process of love letters, um, yeah. and so many people have actually volunteered to help in specific um, realms that I, I've needed, from um, video editing to uh, illustration to branding. It's been incredible. Mm, mm. Wow! Yeah, please share that. Um, that organization yeah. i'll i'll dig up the show notes as well um <laughs> yeah because yeah, i think a, a big a big part 
of kind of like the challenge that I'm finding is also developing kind of um, authentic collaborative relations um, mm. like that are not too contrived, like being able to have people on similar wavelength who want to collaborate um, and really delve into like the projects um, mm. rather than like someone being a guest or me communicating something to someone like I kind of love the idea of just kind of getting allies right <laughs> like people who we can mm. work together develop mm. things and then go out into the world and like yeah kickstart projects um yeah I think I know it's the, like a podcast format but I'd love to hear the projects that you and Jasmine are exploring and yeah, yeah I mean, what are the challenges it's also you're not facing? limited to it's not limited this kind like how we've structured awaken uh podcast okay we've just cool. it, it's not so uh formal mm. as that it's just more conversational but because you were um it was so interesting some of the things you were saying <laughs> it became uh, i guess more q a <laughs> uh bill do you want to go first yeah i mean i, I my i'm mostly uh awaken podcast is the is the one kind of key project for me i guess uh, otherwise i'm doing some collaborative music stuff online with uh last year i worked on this amazing music app called endless which is kind of a collaborative platform and very cool. i'm yeah. making music with with friends around the world on that mm-hmm. uh putting an album together uh i i'm learning at the moment i've got this ambition i don't know how much far i'm going to realize it but uh to learn like 3d stuff for the web okay and also pick up my my keyboard skills so you know bits and bobs like that nice uh otherwise my day job takes all my cognitive load and i'm useless by the end of the day (laughs) (laughs) sounds like a good healthy mix and the the day job's an interesting one too it's kind of another collaborative platform called hop in okay people used to put on virtual events so I'm I'm a designer working on that, and it's great fun. There's loads loads to do, but it's a really really cool platform to be cool. working on. That sounds like a nice varied. And actually, Bill, can you share a bit more about Endless? I think actually James would be interested. About Endless, Endless is amazing. It's the brainchild of a guy called Tim Short. His stage name Exile, who had a kind of maybe a decade or so in the music industry as is a touring Blue, artist. Blue in Exile is one of the albums I think he's done, no? Is he like a music producer? Uh, yeah, it could be. He was a drum and bass guy back in the okay. day. He was, on, right. he was on Moving Shadow Records. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyhow, he got, into, he got into live improv and he toured the world as a, as a yeah, electronic improvising musician with this incredible rig that he built. And the endless platform is kind of his, his, uh, him and friends and myself for a while worked to kind of get this interface into an iPhone screen and make it a kind of multiplayer collaborative thing. So that is now available now in the app store <laughs> and uh, coming soon to desktop. They just had an amazing Kickstarter that, that smashed all their expectations. Wow. So 
Yeah, that, that's a really fun thing. I recommend having a play. We'll, we'll stick a link cool. in the show notes, folks. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to have a bloated show note by the end. I love it's it. Good. Uh, it's good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jasmine, what, what have you been up to? So for me, I actually begun this lockdown um, with a project called Kaya. And the aim is to help women achieve a higher uh, experience of self-love and self-acceptance in their day-to-day life. And it's through the process of them receiving a daily love letter. Uh, it takes, in my background in emotional intelligence, neuroscience, and uh, mindfulness, uh, as well as just my long-term passion and since I since I can remember this self-progression of like working on myself understanding who I am loving myself and how can I be truly happy and I think loving oneself is a really core fundamental and in some ways I guess Mm. it was spurred out of the desire to have a community of other people who are aligned in the same aim because it can really be very lonely I I found um, particularly around um, family who you might be slightly different from or friends as you change over the seasons of the years and um, Mm. at the same time when you do find um, people who are aligned in such a way it just feels like you know a nugget of gold that you found and so I just Mm. thought if my one of my expertise is in bringing people together and connecting then why not do that and I think it just works really well with the current skills that I possess and um yeah hopefully uh it will fruit we're currently in the pre-launch stage uh, and our beta testing so uh fingers crossed uh we'll just continue iterating and seeing what the feedback is that sounds amazing i know like a handful of people who'd be interested in that um yeah please keep keep me updated on that that sounds Mm. great and your explanation i really i admire people who can communicate so clearly (laughs) and so (laughs) um so succinctly um it's a skill that i'm like endlessly trying to trying to master um so yeah thanks for that (laughs) yeah Mm. i'm curious to know your background with meditation james Mm. okay um it's probably a bit of a cliche by now but i think i so the formal kind of explanation is I think I stumbled across an Alan Watts YouTube video like about six, seven years ago. Um, wow. And I went down the rab- Alan Watts rabbit hole and yeah. meditated <laughs> a little bit with myself. I did a Vipassana. Um, I kind of, I tried to meditate every day as much as I can. Um, I was did that like a, a bit... Goenka course you did? Yeah, it was a Goenka. It was in um, Hertfordshire. It was one of yeah. those. Mm. and yeah but but I think informally prior to that I think I did mindfulness 
type of things, kind of like um, the walks I would take, like ever since I was a teen, or yeah. kind of I, I think I did practices to kind of take myself out of like the day to day and kind of recharge. Yeah, but it's it just started formalizing when, like, so when I heard the words Alan Waters like talking about, um, and he's like background in Zen and whatever, I was like, that rings such a bell. Like that was like uh, that's what I've been doing. Uh, um yeah yeah so i kind of left that on the side and then i was like oh, i'm kind of really doing it i don't need to do anything formally but then i ran into a guy called liam chai <laughs> and um <laughs> and <started> doing <laughs> these <laughs> and and yeah for people who've listened to his other podcasts you can know that he's really delved into like both the practical and experiential aspects of it and yeah, so yeah. we met we met informally at a social in London and I think I met him and I asked him, So what are you up to? Would you like, yeah, who are you? And he's like I don't know if he remembers this, but he said something along the lines of I wanna be able to walk into a room, just be around people and them to just feel my glow or my presence or for them to feel <laughs> um kind of relaxed. And <laughs> I found that quite fascinating mm. and I kept that in mind and and yeah, so he was running meditation nights, like very informally, like with young peers and we would just get together and go through practices. Yeah. So yeah, so that kind of got me into that world a bit more. So that's kind of like my history with um, meditation and I'm still meditating. I feel there's, there's, I feel like there is a depth I could go into, like by closing mm. my eyes and meditating. Um, that will be for myself but I also feel there is another kind of facet of meditation that is communal and that has to do with mm. the pre the presence that I have when I'm having a conversation with someone and always like watching mm. myself metacognitively to am I gesturing like am I interrupting am I trying to show off like just like take it back listen to the other person and that aspect is what like mm. those practices embedded in interrelational um kind of ways of being is something that i'm interested in and i can't remember like mm. one of the books or figures i've been reading um said the next buddha will be a sangha so the next buddha will actually be a community and mm. not just an individual um and i kind of took that quite seriously intuitively a few years ago of like the real meditative act is in interrelational dynamics and the solidity of communities because historically it just seems that mm. we've had like bright flashes in the pan of amazing people but then that always seems to turn into like a guru kind of one individual or and then everyone's trying to hit mm. that level of enlightenment um but maybe mm. a safer, more resilient thing could be a community of people that might have like more of a mm. chance mm. of lasting. So yeah, so that's kind of my history of meditation, yeah. which spills over into different domains as well. Interesting. I think that's but so how beautiful. How is your Goenka? <laughs> yeah, I agree totally. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd love to hear a bit more about your your ten day. Okay. Um, it was good. <laughs> um, it was. 
I think I think it's it's probably become cliche at this point. It was life changing. Um, it was yeah. actually as a particular aspect of it that kind of stood out for me was kind of reconnecting to my body in a funny way because I think a lot of people may think yeah. of meditation as very mental, cognitive, or just like transcendent in the head department. But for me, yeah. it was very it was a very bodily experience. It was um. I felt like I was yeah. reconnected with like my body that I had all along that I never knew was there. Um, and it was alive. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and actually I felt robbed. I felt a bit robbed. Um, I was like, uh, this, like people don't know about this. Like we're all walking around yeah. realizing this. So I, yeah. yeah, like most people after a retreat, I was like, I wanted to invite everyone to do it. And, yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I yeah. was so evangelical around my first few <laughs> courses. Oh my god! Yeah. You know what? It, um, I, I I don't think I've ever really said this to anyone, but I felt quite jealous of Gwenka. And it mm, sounds like maybe a funny thing, but ooh. I was like, I wish that I created something like this. You know, like so beautiful <laughs> that I could just like spread to so many people. So like, I had some real well, jealousy. Yeah. Like, even though I know he's like dead, but it was. I guess yeah. it's a big compliment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you can still have legacy jealousy, you know, um, yeah. if someone's dead. But do you know, something that's really funny about that is I relate to that so much. And I think it comes from having an organizer's mindset of like, we are creating things. So when you go to something so amazing, you're always split between this is, this is great, but like, yeah. I wish this was my thing in a way. Um, yeah and yeah that's an ongoing that's an ongoing battle with me to just like just enjoy something and just be like I have yeah. other things uh, <laughs> <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh, completely agree uh, <laughs> where can we find some of your work are you doing anything digitally for people to find you yeah, kind of. I invite everyone to reach out. I think I'll I'll give you guys my email and and my website, Find in Light, which is where I host all the different projects I get up to. Um, but yeah, I have I have two projects um, in mind that I'm working on. So there's the peer learning, which is educational, and mm. the journey that people go on together. So people can reach out for that. And then I have a longer, expansive project called the sandbox which i'll keep that as a mystery but um people Ooh. should just reach out <laughs> if they <laughs> if, if they kind of like the vagueness of where i've been and they kind of want to explore something um a bit interesting and kind of multidisciplinary they can reach out to me and yeah so email website i'm open that's where people can find me I always love your like aloofness, awesome. James. It's always like enough to like <laughs> tease people, <laughs> and then it's just like, yeah, <laughs> definitely. From when when we first met, I was like, I need to talk to him. <laughs> yeah, and that was just that yeah, was just I from was an, like an quite... awakened comment you said. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. I think it's a mixture of just how I'm naturally am and then just accepting it just being like yeah I'm gonna be <laughs> I'm probably not gonna communicate 
everything I want to communicate. So I'll just leave breadcrumbs and let people um, explore themselves. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. I, 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 um, I, I sort of, I have two feelings about it. One, one side of me is like, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Like keep it <laughs> totally like loose and let people discover, like you were saying, you know, fish, fish for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and the other side is like, um, how can James franchise this and export it around the world and, you know, like <laughs> make it a huge thing? Because I love the ideas in it. You know what it reminds me of a little bit? You, you, as you, you were talking about the kind of film night kind of thing, it yeah. reminded me a bit of uh, Pichakucha. Have you come across it? No. What's this? This sounds great. Yeah. It, it's this thing that started in Tokyo that, where they do lightning talks, like really short talks mm. on any subject. Mm. that's like almost the whole idea there in a nutshell wow. uh but it's become wildly successful for some reason around the world um mm. I, I was living in, in in tokyo a few years ago and i went along to one and sort of met the the creators of it who are these australian architects who live in tokyo uh but it's massive it's like this really huge phenomena where, mm. where people just get up and give a talk you it's got a set format like you've got one slide every 30 seconds and you've only got eight minutes to give your talk something like that <laughs> yes actually this and, is um the, yeah, the way you people made, love it yeah it um otherwise i think when i was first introduced to it it was uh, at it was actually at school but maybe they said it wrong they called it a petrakucha so i i couldn't even right, right, right um, yeah. recognize it yeah petrakucha it's a really daft name it, it, apparently it in, in Japanese, it's pachakucha, which mm. I can't remember exactly what it means. It's some kind of onomatopoeic thing. <laughs> yeah, please. I'd, I'd love like, to. Yeah, I'd love to delve into it a yeah. bit more. Please do share this as well. Um, it's it's interesting. I feel like what you're talking about is, is much more uh, directed in mm. the, the pachakucha thing, at least the one I went to and the stuff that I've seen online is just really random it's mm. like almost any topic mm. anyone will step up on stage and talk about anything from like flower arrangement to their their photos of buildings or mm. whatever it's just yeah <laughs> almost anything whereas i think what you're doing is much more intentional mm. yeah yeah there's also um so i have friends it's quite informal they don't have a website or anything but the, they, they call them, it's like they have this thing called the hub, which is mm. for a night they have, like, say, three of the friends. It's like a social gathering. And three of the friends mm. can get up and present to the rest of the friends in the room. So it's like about 30, 50 people. Um, mm. I've presented there. Loads of other people have presented. And it's like a lovely ecology, a community of people doing that. Um, and... Yeah, so they're in the creative science fields and you've got architects, mm. you've got um, people in tech, you've got um, loads of different people in that department. And yeah, I just love things that like the social organizing structure of things like that rather than mm. any specific content mm. of it. I just like, I think it has so much potential to have to have each other and peers create experiences for each other that's not... Um, yeah, that's not kind of like artificially driven, I think. Mm. Yeah, I would, I don't know how much time we have, but I'd be interested in, in like, what is surrounding you guys? Like, 
who are the people you speak to the most or the communities that you really enjoy? Like, I think the common community for all of us is Awaken, um, uh, the Awaken Circles. Mm. And so in my head, that's like a community. Do you guys like have other like friends or communities that you think are really helpful in your lives? Uh, for myself, yeah, I actually have a number. So one who I I think I only just thought, actually it's coming up to a year now, so it'll be like a yearly anniversary, but um, it's the Conduit Club. And it's a members club, oh, yeah. but based around social impact. Uh, mm. And they are just wonderful. Every person I've met, uh, within the conduit and also just people who they've brought along like members have just been so diverse and the excellent team in like creating events and really making room for community engagement has mm. just been like top level like I've never experienced anything like it so wow. that has been like just opening new doors to and the kindness as well like such kindness from each mm. person to be open and have a conversation you know like prior to lockdown we'd, I'd just be like sitting and working but I'd speak to maybe four or five new people during the day because I'd just be like hey mm. like mm. I'm Jasmine and that was completely cool yeah. um, and, it w- and it was very much encouraged too so having small hubs like this mm. I think is important um, and they've yeah. managed to continue their events online and just so many top like world-class people speaking um, about such interesting topics has like fascinated me um, and I think oh. you'd really enjoy that James um, and I the would. other <laughs> yeah the other communities have been there's there's a virtual community called happy people um, okay and it's just like a series of different WhatsApp groups where you might be a female founder or you might be um, a disruptor or in tech or you name it. There are so many countless uh, groups with under the umbrella of happy people. Um, and one which I, I, I enjoy quite a lot is, is called Wednesday. So everyone just <laughs> on, I think it's the third Wednesday of every month they would send through just anything free or um complimentary uh to just the Mm -hmm. entire group and that's like super fun um and the people who i've also met say similar mentality a little bit different um but that's been wonderful i think those are very two prominent ones that i'm within right now yeah I think, yeah, thanks for that. It's such a gift, such a gift to hear of these. Um, and I'm sure for everyone, like, listening, they can tap into these spaces. Mm. And, yeah. For sure. Nice. Nice. Yeah, link in the show notes, folks. And Bill, <laughs> yourself? Yeah, I feel, it's interesting, I feel a bit underserved since a, a lot of my uh, kind of community stuff in the music scene has just vanished with mm. with covid and i don't want to do virtual gigs and stare at a screen 
more, mm. you know, <laughs> yeah. spend my whole day staring at the screen for work and uh, it just doesn't, doesn't do it for me. So mm. that's, that's a big challenge for me at the moment. Uh, I have great colleagues at work and I have great uh, friends I've made through Endless, as I mentioned. Yeah. And otherwise it's like uh, friends and family who I chat about meditation and things with. Mm. Uh, yeah, one of my brothers is deep into, or has been deep into meditation at times and we, we chat about stuff like that. So, yeah, that's yeah. that's it for me. But it's it, it's been a tough time since mm. since COVID kicked off. It's yeah, it's been a tough year yeah. in general, like that. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Thanks for like the honesty and sharing because I think it's like good for people to hear that. Um, mm. We're mm. social animals, you know. We need we yeah. like, a lot of like everyone could go through all the show notes and. And like read everything but really when it comes down to it it's like how do you how can you engage with people and like that's what fuels you and i found yeah i found that instead of just looking for links and books i was started to look for communities and that fueled me as well mm, mm, um, mm. so yeah that's kind of why i was very curious about that that aspect that aspect and, of, yeah and yeah. what about for you then james like what communities are you close to now and swimming in yeah great question um there is there is i can i can name a couple communities that i think are really amazing from like from a distance a little bit which is like special guests i don't know if you guys have heard of special guests it's like an amazing kind of speaker-led community um Mm. I like the stuff that RSA does as well. It's kind of it's similar to the conduit, but um, yes, the RSA is amazing. Like, uh, yeah, but um, for me personally, I would say the communities have been because I've been so focused on developing like the in-person communities. Um, it's kind of led me. I've kind of discovered through that. So there is mm. like friends of mine who run community um, community gardens. So. I go and like help out with that and the names are like a it's like the individual who runs it and I think it's called um comp project um so there's that that's really cool um so what is a community garden so what they do is they they teach like they're based in schools and in community spaces and they teach people how to kind of grow food and it's education through like growing food oh, I see. so they're based in schools and in different places so mm. um yeah they're friends that I've, i met through the event i was running and yeah that's that's been really kind of crucial and key for me just to like have a place where i can go and like be an embody rather mm. than um being mm. too intellectual um yeah there's also like music gigs like it's not happening right now but steam down is another good community for people um mm. and yeah i could probably list off loads of them but i would <laughs> at those um but now creative mornings mm. that's a great community that i've been part of creative mornings mm. so mm. so yeah and then just just friends and family like bill mentioned as well um mm. Yeah, those are the those are the communities that yeah that have been helpful. 
That's beautiful. I love how you just have, you awesome. know, like an entire awesome. barrage of them just on, on, on the tip of your tongue, <laughs> you know, ready to roll out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If anybody wants mm. a specific community, feel free to reach out and I'll, I'll be happy to like share if <laughs> like my <laughs> list or of communities and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Maybe yeah, that's nice. something that you should put on uh, your website, especially because that's so I should. Yeah. I should. I really should. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, on that note, yeah. I think we can wrap it up. Look out for James's list of communities <laughs> on his site. <laughs> and also, we'll hold you to it, James. Yeah, definitely get in touch with yeah. James. He's super friendly, and um, I would highly advocate having a conversation from past experience. Cool. <laughs> 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 this has been fun thanks for yeah thank you thank you James oh.